with a uh, decisive and singular thrust of a blade, Sephic Caltro topples into the snow, um, dead almost immediately. Uh, his blood freezes instantaneously against the tree roots and the snow, and almost uh, prophetically, as he uh, as he stated. He rolls over onto his back, looking up into the night sky one last time, with a smile, frozen, permanently on his face. And his body becomes as ice. Yeah. Is, um... I thought I was writing some Castamere for a minute, and I was like... You I know! <laughs> it's the same violin. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or the same cello. It's, it is, uh... uh Tina Go. Frostpunk. Mm-hmm. Did anybody stay upstairs with... Because this happened upstairs. This happened on the... Yeah, I did. Because he was not feeling good. So it was like... Me, you, and Mimsy, or was and anybody I'm else there with you too? I'm not there. standing outside with, for this. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Nick Lau is going to say, um, God, I had it in my head, and now I can't think of it. Um, if if we if we create a trail of blood on blood. Never save the ten towns. He's very disappointed and very upset. Meanwhile, we're outside, like you know, you're outside, blood, yeah. making Prancing snow around, cones, yeah. <laughs> making blood angels. Um, I uh, say, what was the name of the? What was the? Uh, what was the name of the town that she said? Good meat. Good meat. Okay. Um, I will say, uh, the spirits do not wish us to take a life, but the spirits had abandoned that man long ago. I do not and I cannot believe that this is purely the will of a goddess reading in dreams. The gods do not work that way. The gods work through people. They work through people who try to bring their idioms through fruition through their actions. They don't just reach out and give people dreams to murder other people. There is a thought and a purpose behind this. And whether it is a purpose to kill a, 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 an innocent girl who's just had trauma in her life, or whether it's because they want to worship some darkness or do something else, there are people behind this. We must find those people and stop them, or else this will never, ever stop. This will continue. The intrigues of men are not something I'm familiar with, but when traveling the wilderness, occasionally an otherwise innocent beast risks the lives of all who are traveling. And you're not always able to run it away. If you intend to stop the people who are responsible for what's happening to the Ten Towns, you can't afford to be so squeamish when it comes to sending them to their goddess. Some someday you'll understand. It is not in my power to explain it to you. <laughs> Josh is raising his hand. Go ahead, Josh. No, I, I was going to wait for that scene to yep. scene to come to its end, but uh, uh, I, Paul, take inspiration. That uh, that whole interrogation was very well done. So since his body is conveniently encased for us, hmm. um, I mean that this happens suddenly, right? Like almost a, instantly, yes. So now he is inside a block of ice. Well, not a block of ice. His I, his body is frozen as if ice. Okay. Um, wish I had him walk there, so, then kill. Oh. <laughs> so what are what are Pavu and Una doing right now? That they've done the deed. Una is sort of 
standing over him, still with the knife in her hand, and probably the blood is, like, freezing onto the... You've got little blood icicles on it. Little blood icicles, and she's just standing there staring at him. Um, I, I, I dropped him because he's dead in the middle. Hey, look at me. So You did what you had to. Yeah. Okay? I've always done what I had to, and this is where it got me. And now all you have to do is go forward. You cannot regret the things that you have done in the past, because you are alive, and that is all that we have. Come. That might not be a good thing. Well, that is for us to find out another day. Come. Let us go inside and not gaze upon this frozen continent. So countenance another moment longer. While you were two were talking, you noticed that Zev was knelt down uh, next near him. Not that anybody can, else can see this, but um, when Zev sees him in the ice, um, she will say in, in the elven tongue, she has you now. And she will imagine, instead of being wrapped in ice, he's, she imagines a drow male in a, in a web, in a, web mm. in a spider's web. And she doesn't understand why just yet, but this makes her do the little, like involuntary cry thing. And she doesn't seem to understand what just happened, but she will just get up slowly, shiver a little bit from the cold, or is it the cold? Mm-hmm. And she will look to Pavu. Well, our prize is conveniently wrapped for us. Load him up, would you? No, we don't have to go all the way to Grinch we're going to Targos. Uh, yeah. you, you don't even have to go directly there. This guy is frozen and we'll keep... You <laughs> can throw a tarp on him and you can bring him with you. He's now a quest item. Um, <laughs> He's a little freezer burn, but it'll be alright. Um, because you have pressing uh, matters at Kelvin's Cairn, and I, I believe you yeah. want to go there yeah, instead of going to the Yeah, If we can send somebody to Targos with a note, like, hey dog, we got you. <laughs> I heard you like dead killers. <laughs> we got you a dead killer. Happy birthday. <laughs> so we killed your dead killer with a dead killer. Just, um, it's just his chiseled off hands and a note that says, got him. <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can absolutely uh, probably hire a runner. Um, or better yet, it's Una's bloody dagger. Uh, we could do that too. I, I don't, actually don't want it to be super grisly. Like, let's cover it up, wrap it up with some... Yeah. Some skins or whatever, well, and then yeah. send somebody the other way. To I mean, in, in lieu of sending his chiseled off hand. Yeah, no, I was making a joke. That wasn't a thing. <laughs> this, I was actually. I mean, the, the the other easy thing you can do if you don't want to drag the literal corpse around with you is to just bury this man under the snow. Leave a marker so you can find him again. He's frozen. Animals won't eat him. You can just put him in a temporary grave and send yeah. a letter. Do not open until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's a time castle. Be like, here you is your scavenger hunt. Turn left at the at the naughty tree. Like dead assassin. Do not eat. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what I accepted. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. well with you know. <laughs> yeah. um, Take him outside the city limits. Outside the city limits. Away from the lumberjacks. And where, wherever we put put the. Benny figure. Um, I'll cast Gentle Repose on him so that he can't become an undead. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good call. Good That's call. A good idea. Yes. Uh, Put a couple oh, of big heavy rocks on the body. If you, I mean, if you really want to play some session, you also have a uh, an elven crypt in the middle of the woods that nobody can find unless they already know where it is. Where mm-hmm. you hide Except them. the children of Orion. Except yeah. for the children. Yeah. That would be a problem. Also, yeah. Janth wants us to pay 150 fucking dollars every time we go there. Not Janth. 
mummy daddy. Mummy sorry, daddy. mummy daddy. Yeah, sorry. Baronathanas. Yeah. Um, all right. So immediate action plan. Um, you are burying the body outside yes. of town. Yeah. Outside of town, and it is. You've gotten your long rest. I imagine Josh is making farts. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you want to? We put farts? a giant dick snowman on top of this guy. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, <laughs> Overruled. Um, <laughs> and where are you going from here? I want a destination. Uh, we're Kelvin's done here, Karen? right? We're going to Kelvin's Cairn. I got an idea. So, on this marker that we make, yes. since our co- our contact should find it, it we're t- putting this out in the woods. Oh, right? you have your ink. Yeah, I can make the and I can make it visible only to the person meant to see it. That is the right thing to do. Okay, I'm down with that. So we could we could theoretically send a note to Nerth that has that thing on it. And be like, yo, touch touch this note to find dead guy. Uh, never mind. That only lasts oh, like 24 hours. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. Thank so you. I'll just have to make like a peculiar mark, I suppose. Uh, a rocket-shaped mark. Yeah, a rocket-shaped <laughs> mark. I'm actually thinking, you'd be like, do your draw house, man. Yeah. yeah. Do like your house insignia. I could draw the, the insignia of how, a Fae branch. Draw house is my favorite techno band. Nice. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, let's, we'll send a quick letter over to Targos. Yeah. Um... Runner will cost you ten gold. It's expensive to hire somebody to go from town to town. Okay, it's been gold on. Done. I'm paying it out of pocket. Yeah. Thank you. I'll but get the next one. I'm going to get paid for this anyway, so it's not like I'm really worried about it. But I also don't have any use for the money. It's just metal I'm carrying around. And from here, only a rich person would say that. <laughs> now that the body's buried, you are sending a runner to Targos to deliver the, the letter. Where are you going? Kelvin's Karen. Karen. Because that was was the last known location of Garrett. Yes. Yes. Garrett and an unknown number of adventurers set out from Targos to Kerkonig, where they were going to buy supplies and then ascend Kelvin's Cairn for reasons that are unknown to you. Um, That's the information that you have. Plus, boy, the dog who went with them returned to Targos without Garrett, which is making, um, I believe it was Keenan, very upset. Keegan? Keegan, thank you. Um, and that's why you are going on this adventure. So, you can go straight to Kelvin's Cairn. Between the two of you, you know a number of different paths that lead up the mountain. Um, if you wanted to investigate the last known location, it would be Kerkonig. Those are your options, if you are pursuing this quest. I would have to believe that with an accomplished survivalist with them, going to Kerkonig is trivial. They could follow the road. So if something horrible befell them, it's not happening on the way to Kerkonig, it's happening between Kerkonig and Kelvin's Cairn. So we could go to Kerkonig via Kelvin's Cairn? Kelvin's Cairn first, and if we don't find any signs of life, then we go to Kerkonig to follow the leads from there, but yeah. well, in I'm the as- interests of more quickly getting to people who might be freezing to death in the mountains, let's go to the mountains. Yeah, because what I was thinking is if we get to Kelvin's Cairn and nobody's there, then we can go back towards Kerkonig and we might intercept where right. whatever happens to them happens. Exactly. So it sounds like you're heading for the mountains of Bushbeer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they blue? Are they cold enough? <laughs> oh yeah, they're blue. <laughs> Fun fact, in, Chicago, in in Colorado, I drove past the mountains that are on the Coors can. Oh, nice. That was very cool. And, and the Coors factory was very cool. Yeah. Um, Didn't one there, one obviously. thing on the way out of town, though, uh, we had kind of left uh, Torga frozen the Torga's corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with all this talk of corpses rising and a mummy traveling with us and everything else that's gone so batshit loca with people not being dead all the way, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of want to check in on that on the way out. Sure. Yo, uh, dog, you still dead? So if you're going up the mountain, <laughs> there are a couple of different ways to do it. Um, literally a couple. There are two. Um, you can either go through Lonely Wood or you can go around it. 
Um, it sounds like if you are going to backtrack, you're going around it, which means you're going to go like sort of past Termalane. You don't have to stop in Termalane, but um, you're going to go south around the Lonely Wood, past Termalane, and towards Kelvin's Cairn from there. Does that sound about accurate? Yeah, everyone's told us that actually being in the Lonely Wood is a death sentence. And so. you've been in the Lonely Wood, and it was almost a death sentence for some of you. Um, and that was just one of the many myriad of monsters that lives in that wood. Um, I'm good. With the wood. Good with the wood. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> um, <laughs> so, traveling south by dog sled, um, you find the pull-off into the forest where the broken-down sled was and Torga's body was found. And you find that it is much the same as it was. The body remains frozen under the snow. It doesn't appear that it's being bothered by any of the local animals. It has not gotten up and picked up an axe and joined the ranks of the Children of Oriel or, or the White Walkers yeah. or, you um, know, the, the neo-Nazi party of Illinois. Well, now that we know that she was just kind of a petty <laughs> criminal traitor and not a murderer, uh, I do kind of want to just quickly say a couple words over the corpse. Sure, absolutely. Um, maybe pull her out of the sleigh, put her down in the snow, put some, mm-hmm. try to bury her proper. Um, I don't want to waste a ton of time on it because we've got an agenda and there's somebody who's still alive that needs our attention, but it feels kind of gross to just leave her hanging out in the snow on her sled. Now that we know that she's not the killer. You've got like 40 movement. You could do it with a kid going and you just catch up. <laughs> That's true, but I don't want to brag. I know. <laughs> it's 80 movement when I dash and I don't know. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> same. Right, if you guys are done with your dick measuring contest, why don't you say a few nice words and we'll move on. Um, I'm not going to repeat the exact same prayer that I just did, but it's pretty damn similar. Hmm. It sounds Over the really teeth, pretty past the, first... the gums, look out, real here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mad, mad Libs of prayers. It's like it's the same thing, but Kuspala just like slightly changes one or two words. Well, yeah, because I've been saying the same prayer for everybody who's died in the mountains yeah, for the last it's, 20 years. It's like, it's like a Catholic marriage ceremony. Like, yeah. you just swap the name. May you rest in boogers. <laughs> <laughs> what does everything say cock? Because um, <laughs> it's Catholic. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you do a nice thing for Torgo. Whom you did not meet, but was wrongly, wrongfully accused by some. That's probably why she was fucking oh, boogieing this whole time. Oh, she wasn't the murderer. I that's, was wrong. That's what Fuck. I said, yeah. yeah that's, that's why Kate. I wanted to lay the rest. Thank you for catching up on the last eight minutes. Thanks. Um, Thank you for catching up on the last eight minutes. You made a joke about me being slow last time. You should know this. <laughs> I do know this. That's why I had a joke prepared to make fun of you for it. So, after you do that, um, it is morning, for all that it's worth, which means that the... Uh, the sun, the sunlight is visible. The sun itself is still held below the mountains. However, this the sky lights up into a, a pale violet, and you can see actually. For those of you who don't have dark vision, you can see easily for the first time. Uh, you know, since you know this happened before you went to Lonelywood a couple of days ago, it's the first time you really be able to see any kind of sunlight at all. Um, and stretching out um, on your left would be the the forest as you go. Uh, down and around to your right, the town of Tourmaline as you ride right on by, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find yourself in the Valley of the Dwarfs, which occupies the base of Kelvin's Cairn somewhat out into the tundra between the ten towns. Um, you know that the dwarves have a settlement underneath Kelvin's Cairn. It is closed to outsiders for the most part. Um, those of you who are good trackers or are familiar with the area can probably find the various entrances the dwarves maintain into their under-mountain sanctuary. Um, if you find yourself riding by them, you will see the armed guards, the dwarven armed guards that are basically wrapped head to toe in brown and white furs with just like snow blind goggles and beards sticking out of big furry face wraps, holding pikes with, um, 
heavy repeating crossbows slung over their back, usually traveling in pairs all over the, the Dwarven Valley. Um, if you get close, they'll wave, they'll be friendly and cordial, but mm-hmm. they'll encourage you to be on your way. Yeah. Um, when that does happen, the first time we encounter them, I do want to stop the sleigh uh, very briefly to just explain that, you know, we are here looking for possible survivors who've been lost up in the mountains. And I, I do so with a, a polite greeting in Dwarvish. Mm. Um, I've been up to Kelvin's Cairn before, so I probably am known to a few of them at least. And I just say, you know, there, there might be people that are still alive up there. We don't mean to encroach upon your lands and we don't mean you any harm, but we're just looking for possible survivors. And he pulls a, uh, a big pipe big stone pipe out of his out of his mouth and he points the stem at each one of you oh, I've heard about a few of you you helped my cousin Haruna get her sleigh back from the goblins <laughs> yes she sent word you are a different looking group of adventurers I'll give you that don't see minotaurs up this far no. <laughs> Kusme are the only humans in this party right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone else is a fucking freak. Everyone else is a weird one, yeah. <laughs> two humans and a like bunch a of human. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> We're literally traveling with just the absolute filth of the realms. There's a yeah. goblin and a drow. Goblin, a drow, a giant, and a minotaur. I'm a goliath. Thank you very much. So a miniature giant. <laughs> a small dick giant. <laughs> yeah. a, gi- a giant with a lowercase g. <laughs> it's like a gorilla. Actually, uh, if you check Harambe. my dick size. Dick size. <laughs> Is there a staff for that? Anyway, yeah, it's um... Regardless. <laughs> well, thank you for helping out me, cousin. If uh, you ever find yourself in the valley and you're hard-pressed for a place to stay, we can spot you a place in the valley for the night. We usually keep outsiders out, but since you're a dwarf friend, you'll be welcome. Uh, both in the valley and at me table. Um, as far as these friends, these mountain climbers are speaking of, if, uh, they went to the mountain, they didn't come by my post, I'm afraid. I can't help you with that. Well, uh, knowing that they didn't come this way is helpful enough. Thank you very much. Now, be on your way then, and, uh, if you need anything, come back here and you can find me. I'll give him a good handshake. Knowing that we can stay there, there's like a, a small delighted squeak from Zevia, from the, all the scarves <laughs> covering Zevia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do I get a name from him, by the way? You do. Uh, Dickless McGee. That's not his name. <laughs> I'll be right back. Man has no dick. <coughs> um, he, uh, he introduces himself as Thordrak Frosthold. Oh. That sounds exactly like Dickless McGee. I don't know if it's no. just me, but... Daddy. <laughs> Thordrak Frosthold. I don't think you can call somebody with no dick daddy. There. And Nikolaus is going to actually mm. turn to Kus at one point when yeah. we have a moment. Yeah. And, and I will say... Um... um do we have to climb this mountain to find these people? You will see, my friend, I am not fit for climbing, and I show you, like, a, a hoof and a ski boot or whatever the fuck you rigged up for me <laughs> so I can walk in the dead kind yeah. of in snow. Um, Do you want to borrow my crampons? I don't have any crampons, uh, so that's a joke. My large friend, I can't say I've ever ferried anybody quite of your prodigious size. But... Easy now. Uh, all things are accomplishable with enough rope and crap. Everything's possible. <laughs> Everything's possible with enough lube and Crisco. That's the wrong way to climb a mountain. You'll fall right down that some bitch. <laughs> so he'll look up, and I'm not sure if we can see the top of this mountain. I'm assuming it's shrouded in like mist and fog. Well, and it, it is nastiness. at this at this time of day. It is actually very. Uh, the top is actually the most visible part, oddly uh, enough, because the uh, everything below the line of the mountains is sort of cast in shadow from yeah. this ambient light you're getting from the the sunlight being held below the, the spine of the world. But 
that sunlight is also creeping up to the highest point of the mountain, which is unobstructed from this light. So, like, you can actually see the top. There is, like, the you'd, you'd imagine the swirling clouds uh, above the top, but it is illuminated by, like, true and real golden sunlight. Which Is, is that a location I'm familiar with? No, uh, your location is held below the light of that. I figured. Yeah. I figured based on the name. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, while we're having this conversation, I'll say, uh, I apologize for last night. I think it's important that we are candid about our beliefs, but I was unnecessarily cruel. Um, Goose is going to kind of half pretend he didn't hear that, and instead kind of put a, a, a beefy paw on your shoulder and say, um, I saw what you did with that man you carried. Referring to the, 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 the mini funeral you did. You were a good man, Kuzbalad. Whether you know it or not, you were a good man. We can only do our best. But an even better burlesque dancer. And I guess, and I guess we're going to the mountain. To the mountain! <laughs> you may not be a climber yet, but you'll learn very quickly. Or you won't. Uh, I would hope like... I'm not a faller. Eh? <laughs> you are attempting to find a base camp um, with the help of Boy, who theoretically knows where it is. Yeah, uh, I actually wanted to ask about that because mm. that came up in the podcast and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Everybody was like talking about Boy. Who the hell is Boy? He's a dog. He's a, a dog. dog. Oh, it's a dog. Yeah, yeah. it's a dog who We're is... We're pretty sure. He, well, he's a dog that is like um, the sort of like companion to the guy who's lost in the mountains. Yes. Oh, so the idea oh, that he came oh. to town was the yeah, reason that's, everybody's that's like, how oh, the, That's how the quest happened. So they, okay. they, they got their payment for jobs they did in Targos in the form of a dog sled. So they went to the kennel to pick up their payment. While they were there, a stray sled dog was running around the road and grabbed his shirt and said, hey, come here with me, kind of, um, through doggy speak. Um, the yeah, owner of the dog sad. is a scrimshander. Or I should say <laughs> the owner of the dog is a mountain guide who was hired to bring adventurers up into the mountain. He took the dog with them. The dog appearing back in Targos means something has gone wrong because they wouldn't be separated. Yeah, he's, he's Robin Hood's hat floating on top of the water. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I mean, it probably takes more than ten minutes to get to where we're at, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, speak with animals. Hey, boy. Hello, Burl. Uh, are we close to where we lost our master? I- I'm going to cast speak with animals, too, just to listen in on the conversation. Bitch. <laughs> he says it in dog. <laughs> I know, I didn't say that's the appropriate term, yes. Oh, he's your wife? <laughs> yes, <is> now. <laughs> Oh, fuck. He, uh, boy says, um, and I'm not going to do it in doggy voice because that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, (laughs) He says, uh, my master was lost, uh, somewhere, uh, somewhere after he began the climb. We went up the mountain, then we started down the mountain, and then that's where the party fell apart. Oh, that's not the news I wanted. We need to be up top to start this whole search, huh? Ask the dog what happened. Oh, oh, what exactly happened that, that... Separated you. Well, uh, dog sleds don't do well um, going up mountains, so he left us back at the base camp. Um, I don't like to be left at base camp. It's not what I do. Um, I wanted to be with my master, so I ran up the mountain. And I caught up to him, and he said I was a bad boy, but he didn't mean it. And then (laughs) we walked for a while, and there were a lot of people, and then we camped. And then something happened at the camp, and somebody ran out of their tent, and they were screaming and yelling, and then there was a storm, and then I couldn't find my master, and I got scared, so I ran home. 
So it's a Tunguska event happened, is what it sounds like. Some, some Gyatla Pass <laughs> That's shit. literally what I was just going to say. <laughs> so what? Gyatla Pass? In Russia? Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I just talked about, the Tunguska event. D- mm. Different things, but very similar. The Tunguska Blast was a different thing, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> Love to have cryptid nerds. Yeah. So, so uh, I completely just, you know, being, you know, not away from the person that you care about. And he kind of looks over at Zeph and then back at the dog. Um, so, Aww, you know. he I'll, loves you. He's talking about his I wild think, animal companion. Oh. <laughs> so Jesus. I think, uh, if you don't mind, um, move the road. Uh, yes, I'll show you where the camp is. That's where all my other friends are. Yeah. Everyone else, uh, follow the, follow world. I bet I'm, all of his other friends are undead and they're pulling a sleigh for some crazy lady. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Um, Have you seen John Carpenter's The Thing? <laughs> only every day. Um, we don't trust anybody anymore, Jerry. <laughs> How did we get decided? Oh, wait, I started it. Um, Kramer, what's going on here? I don't trust anybody. So it's, okay, just, yeah. just so, like, like, Spatial yes. brain is uh, well, yeah. Configured. Let me help you. Uh, so we've got one dog sled, correct? You have one dog sled, yes. Uh, and the dog sled can carry everyone. For everyone, okay. purposes. We okay. have two dog sleds because Nicolau oh, has a second. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two dog sure, sleds because it's a little ridiculous to think no, that a dog sled's Nicolau. pulling like three. Kavu and people. Nicolau and said Sonar and yeah. <laughs> rest. Sonar <laughs> <laughs> has no blood. He probably only weighs about thirty pounds. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, cool. Um, Una has spent the entire time like just sort of leaned up against Pavu and sort of looking like she's half asleep and just sort of she she sort of scoots up next to him because he's big and warm and she kind of doesn't want to. When I when I notice that she's doing this, I kind of like pull the cloak over so it's like wrapped wrapped around a little bit both ways. Mm-hmm. Just so she, like if she wants to have a good nap on this trip, like I want her to be able mm-hmm. to do that. Which I will say that um, on a dog sled, we're gonna adjudicate it this way. On a dog sled, it fits three passengers. For your whole party, you'll need two dog sleds. While on the dog sled, as long as you're traveling for long enough to justify it, one person has to drive. <laughs> the other two are capable of taking short rests. Um, you cannot take a long rest on a dog sled. The journey is just not comfortable enough to support it. Yeah. Uh, it's like sleeping in the car. Yeah. The dogs can run for 12 hours at a time, but then require 12 hours rest. So it's an easy one-to-one ratio. Sounds good. Um, so six hours, six hours of rest kind of deal? Like if you need yes. to go a shorter distance? Yeah. Oh. yeah. If you if you need to go a shorter distance, you can. If you don't do the full 12 hours, you can pick them up early and they can go. Okay. But they at a maximum, they will do 12 hours. And then they absolutely require 12 hours of rest or they're not okay. capable of doing it. Um, real quick, we should just work out who's driving each one. I'm definitely driving the front one. I don't have my license. <laughs> <laughs> International snows, man. You're good. Awesome. <laughs> First walk. Yeah, really. Really, this is this is a this is a liberal heaven up here. You don't need a driver's license. You're a sovereign citizen. It's like New Hampshire. Montana. Yeah, it's like Montana or Alaska. Or die not wearing a helmet. <laughs> Sorry, it's all the guild codes and stuff. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll drive. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Are you the other person who has animal handling? By the way, I know we had one other person. I think it's you. Um, I think uh, actually no, I don't have animal. Who has animal handling besides just nobody? I mean, I have a plus two, but I'm not trained in it. Holy Christ. Uh, is anybody proficient in land vehicles? 
Sucks to suck. <laughs> Think Mike? Sure has animal handling. Come on. I'm a drug dealer. Is dragon chess driving? No. 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 Okay. No. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Oh, no, no, no. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to SpongeBob mean our, oh our millennial contingent. <laughs> I have to keep that millennial demographic alive on the podcast. <laughs> Crimity. Ah, uh, shit. Well, I guess you have the best wisdom, so you're going to have to be the second. Uh, I actually might. I want to run to the bathroom, but we have land vehicles. Background, uh, Outlander. Outlander does have land vehicles. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Una drives the other sleigh. I drive the one in the front. Yeah, let the 14-year-old girl drive. You don't want to confirm it. Oh, you can do it. All right. Ducks, ducks. So here's what's going to happen. Boy is going to lead the way. He knows how to get to the base camp where you can begin looking for the people you're trying to find. Um, the two of you are going to make animal handling checks to operate your sleigh. If you pass, no big deal. If you fail, everybody on your sleigh gains a level of exhaustion. Ooh. I love how while you were explaining that it sounded like Josh was taking a piss. <laughs> Are we sure that's lemonade? <laughs> no, we're not. I mean, if you wait a while, it's going to be pissed no matter what you do. That's true. No, that's not quite what Josh taking a piss sounds like. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely not what it tastes TMI? like. TMI? <laughs> well, that's only because Josh well keeps done. pissing on my wall. Aim <laughs> for the floor like a civilized person. <laughs> Everybody knows you piss on a sink. <laughs> You drink, your, you drink a whiskey drink, you drink a vodka drink, and when you have to pee, you use the kitchen sink. <laughs> this is all facts, and I'm glad that this is also educational. <laughs> it's called edutainment. Yes. I may not be proficient in uh, animal handling, but uh, would it, can I still use the assist action from 30 feet away? As per Mastermind? Um, to just encourage Una? She's like, you're, you're handling those dogs I, great, sweetie. I actually have guidance, so it might be easier for me to throw guidance. I'm going to say guidance, yes. Help, no. I really don't understand how anybody You'd have could to help be proficient, with the animal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you were also yeah, so proficient, you, um, then you could help, I, I think, with that. So you guidance and I guidance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Double guidance. Hot, spicy. Uh, I ended up choosing Pact of the Talisman, so I can actually kind of guidance myself. Oh, neat. So oh. both. Well, take the, take the cards. Do they, do they stack? Can you get guidance and also Talisman yourself? I think so. It's just Pact of the Talisman is add a D. Four if you fail. Yeah, you get to add it after the fact. You That's get to add it after the fact. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a number in mind, so why don't you guys roll it up? It's not so bad. Are you guidancing me? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Add two. Sixteen. Add two. Okay. I just felt like one dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You no. might want to be adding that talisman. <laughs> I don't think the talisman's going to help because it's Do only you want my inspiration. Uh, I've got inspiration actually. Um. Might be a good place to use it. You don't want to give your whole half team a. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, that's much better. Yeah. Fifteen. That's a fifteen on. Fifteen with guidance. That's plus two for. Yeah, right. it's a thirteen on the die. Oh, plus thirteen. Two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that is a total of sixteen for. Animal. Well done. Target <laughs> with fifteen, so hey, nobody gets exhaustion nice. for this Fucking rock and roll. That's good. Excellent job. Smooth Rob. Um, Boy brings you around the um, the bottom of the caldera of the mountain to um, you can see now brightly colored banners and uh, and tents set up, but have been beaten, battered, and knocked over by the wind. Um, and you know, as a mountain climber, they hang these brightly colored banners just so people can find your base camp, um, and they do their job because that's what leads you there. Even though they're sort of like tilted at a weird angle, and this, the tents are sort of half collapsed with snow built up on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm imagining like Tibetan flags kind of style looking thing. Yeah, yes. the perfect yeah, like bannerets. But much of, bigger, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you get close and boys barking and your dogs are barking, um, you see popping up from the snow these crusty little snow nests, all the um, all these other sn- uh, sled dogs that um, that were sleeping at the base camp. They all um, they all pop up out of the snow, and you might as well just keep that sign. You just always hold it up. Um, <laughs> it's like the applause sign in a fucking live show. For our listeners at home, he's holding a detect magic sign. Um, that was some sexy ASMR. Yeah. You're listening to Fresh Air. <laughs> on all rhymes considered. Pete Sweaty and his sweaty balls. Um, by the way, nothing. You get nothing. Um, you get nothing like it. Um, Good day, and, sir. <laughs> and these, all these other sled dogs start um, popping up out of the snow. And uh, they start reacting to your sled dogs. And now everybody's barking like crazy. And then um, from around the back of the... Uh, one of the collapsed tents, uh, a couple of mountain goats start staggering out, and you can see that they've got like foodstuffs in their mouth and they've been chewing on them. Eating off. Um, and they see all the, the dogs start walking. The dogs are now like running around in big, frantic, like happy circles. And one of the goats just rears up and kicks a dog in the face for no fucking reason. <laughs> and you see immediately Kuspalad's hand, get, like it's one of this combo, just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hey, watch where you're driving! Hey! Hey! I'm boss on the road! <laughs> I'm boss on the dogs, this is crazy! I am tight! Go look at you in shits. <laughs> Attacks. <laughs> and a long sigh, and I get off the sled, and I tromp down over the snow. I am tight! What have I told you about kicking dogs? Nah. Sounds about right, actually. <laughs> what happened here, Niantai? Can you speak to your uh, I can if I cast to speak with animals. <laughs> Are you casting speak with animals? I will. All right. Um, Is he addressing that creature by name? <laughs> that I've says to everybody. Apparently. I think the, um, friends? Is and how, uh, what's uh, Niantai's intelligence score? I think it's the same as my intelligence score. Let me That's uh, ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> I was here reading the great classics. Uh, I know that he is as intelligent, at least as a normal person. So that being the case. But like, uh, I'm a normal person, and look at me. I mean, most yeah. normal people are. Sorry, let's not, 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 not overexaggerate. What's your intelligence <laughs> score? <laughs> yeah, he's exactly as smart as you are. I mean, I was talking about me the game, but... <laughs> What's your intelligence score? <laughs> Use your it's a number. Use your fingers if you need. It's a number you're capable of counting to. One, two, three. Many. Many. <laughs> um, Ty looks at you and says, People left their food behind. I didn't want to leave it here for anybody to take, so I decided I was going to help myself. Let's... <laughs> Very pragmatic. Um, <laughs> and about kicking the dog, I fucking hate that dog. Does Nyantai also own a pizza shop in Brooklyn? <laughs> yes. It's a shitty pizza shop, though. You don't want it. Hey! My pizza shop alone. It's, it's fine. It's actually in Yonkers. Nyantai, <laughs> <laughs> um, are there tracks above? Did they go up back into the mountains? Did they go back down? Yeah, they went up uh, a few days ago. I haven't seen anybody come back down. It's just been us and the dogs. Well, if you eat the dogs so much, I think that uh, you're going to take us up the mountains. That sounds like a crummy deal. Yeah, I'm going to make you do it anyway. <laughs> What's in it for me? 
Uh, those foodstuffs, I'll let you keep eating them. Well, that is the only thing I really wanted. Uh, Are they just bleeding at each other? <laughs> yes, oh, each other <laughs> Can you yeah, put that down off. in front of yourself again? <laughs> you. Closer now. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I, will, I think Zev will just be looking at everyone and wondering why no one said anything. Culture book, what are you doing? I'm having a conversation. Yeah, man, you're the picture. What are those things called again? Girls. Goats. Goats. You know this goat? Get a load of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Niantai. This is a very dangerous criminal goat. Zevian, if you've ever seen a drunken good meat, it's not this weird. Okay. <laughs> it's not that weird, it's fine. They do I mean, much worse. Here's the thing, when I talk to animals, they don't talk back. At least they have the common courtesy to answer when you ask them I'll questions. tell you what, you put your foodstuffs down here so that when your body gets frozen and stuck up there, I got something to eat. When has that ever worked out for you, Niantai? Eh, I'm playing the long con. <laughs> this is just the Cole brothers talking to each other. I fucking love this goat. <laughs> Join the party. Yeah. So he's the party. When I rolled the character, it was actually rolling Niantai first and going backwards to Kuzmalov. But he didn't tell me what the personality was like other than it was I a criminal goat, so I'm playing a criminal yeah, goat. An asshole awesome. criminal goat was basically my entire pitch. <laughs> you know, I said I hated him, him, and now I love him. <laughs> This must be like how you can turn into one of those canine things. Yeah, kind of like that. You know, but not all animals have conversations. Some of them, uh, it's just horrible. To be fair, he's very well spoken as a goat. Thanks, that's very kind of you. I feel yeah. like we're taking your word on this. I mean, you could take his. I mean, I, I can listen to this. <laughs> and you would tell us if you went. He down. bleeps and then takes a whiz. <laughs> I'm quite certain oh, so I've gotten mad at this point. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna search the campsite at this point. <laughs> uh, that would be an investigation roll for you, and yeah. if anybody wants to help, they can. All system. Okay, you I, had advantage. I, oh, advantage. Oh, I'm not gonna help because I have a negative one investigation. Okay, well it's either a fuck or an eight on the die, so uh, that's gonna be a twelve for me total. A fuck Dude, or an eight. Your, your skills, man. What the hell? Uh, with uh, twelve. Go ahead. I also got a 12. Ooh. With your 12 and your 12 combined, they're 12. Um, <laughs> That's not how math works, dummy. That's how D&D works. And it's like, actually, I'm 14. <laughs> and, of course, keeping the tech magic on, obviously. Yep. No magic. Um, not even from his... His... Well, would your goat technically be magic? That's a great fucking question. I'll look it up while you just... Maybe, maybe he's a magic goat. Um, so, in total, <laughs> it looks like three tenths. Six people slept here. Two, uh, three people to a tent, plus one tent for supplies and, and rations and whatnot. Um, that tent has been ransacked by goats. Um, and it looks like some days ago, perhaps. You know how, like, when you walk through the snow and leave footprints and then it snows again and they just sort of become, like, big, vague depressions in the snow? Mm -hmm. That's what you're seeing. So like several in the winter, a big, vague depression. Yeah. <laughs> several days ago, it looks like maybe a group that size set out to go up the mountain, but, like, your investigation skill isn't that great and investigation isn't the most appropriate skill, so that's all you can tell is people slept here and then they walked up the mountain. You can see the direction in which they walked and the path they took, but that's about all. Josh, would you do me a favor real quick? What is that? Uh, make an arcana check for me. Untrained 20. Cool. All right. Um, you do not detect magic on Niantai, but Niantai has some colorings and markings on his fur that look 
vaguely like arcane sigils and things. He's tatted. He's got ink. <laughs> He's a criminal. criminal. Prison, prison tattoos. <laughs> He's got the teardrop. <laughs> Uh, I'm going home and I'm drawing this goat immediately. Victory has a paisley bandana. <laughs> I'm prison goat. Is it blue or is it red? It's purple, Ooh, like that... prison Mike. It's it, you know it, it depends on what turf he's in. He's got yeah. the other one in his back pocket in case yeah. he crosses he's a the line. He's absolutely. <laughs> we'll make sure it's in the right pocket. Yeah. Um. So that's what you detect while you're doing that, and cool. you're talking to goats. What are the rest of you doing? I'm helping. So you're yeah. helping, Nicola. Nikolaus enthralled by this. He's <laughs> just eating this up. He just oh, like, this is the best. Why thing. the hell did I make an investigation check? I, I'm trained in nature. You can make a nature check here if you want. Huh? Go for it. Blame. That's again a it's twelve. The same roll. <laughs> fucking fabulous. Um, yeah, that doesn't tell you much more than what you already knew. It, you know, they set up their camp, and sometime in between the camp being set up and the time that you discovered it, a heavy snow came through and kind of wrecked the place. Mm-hmm. Um, the dogs survived it by making nests in the snow, as sled dogs are often to do. And the goats survived it by eating all the humans' food, because they're led by a criminal asshole goat. That's true. Yeah, he is like a mafia don of goats. Um, I have a quick I'm question. I'm the goat father. The goat father. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter. Yes. Why is that funny? That is funny, and I don't know why. I'll give him a tin can, he can't refuse. <laughs> um, is it standard operating procedure to leave the dogs down here without another sentient guide? Um, boy, they're born. Yeah, that's kind of the answer. Without knowing Garrett and only having known Boy like for a day or two, you get the sense that Boy was to Garrett what Niantai is to you. Uh, and the dogs were left in the care of Boy, who got bored with his cho- with his duties and decided to go find Garrett when it took too long to yeah, come back down. Yeah, his response is to be the goodest boy. My goat's response is to be the baddest boy. Right. Yeah. Leather chains whips. Horns. You are the BD- BDSM character. Yeah. It's I mean, the, your, your sex dungeon thing has to follow you even into player mode. If it doesn't, I would be offended. We're all pretty offended at this point. Excellent. <laughs> I'm in good company. You're awful good. Um, so you discover that with your nature. What's Pavu doing? How far am I from home? Uh, home is up the mountain. Home is on the far side of the mountain. You okay. would have to ascend from the north side. Uh, they specifically picked the northern face because it's away from the Ten Towns. Good. Um, you could theoretically complete this mission without having to be there. Okay. Or pass there. Okay. How is Lord Sonar doing? Lord Sonar is, uh, he's fine. Um, he is inspecting the tents, sort of staying close to Una. Um, we brought him with us? Why not? What yeah. is he going to do? Fuck yeah! Um, he just wants to see the world. Yeah. Um, shrub guy with us, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Barry. Um, notably, Sonar, um... <laughs> He doesn't have to occupy a sled space. He can't run as fast as a dog, but he doesn't need to stop and rest. So when the dogs rest, he'll catch up to you. Like, you'll ride away from him, and then you'll stop, and he'll <laughs> catch up while you're sleeping. But he also has no blood, and we have a goblin in the party, so... He said three on a sleigh, right? Mm-hmm. He only probably counts as a half. Sonara only counts as a half as well. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, well, I can see that working. Um, Barry, too. Barry doesn't count as a passenger. He's a bush. Yeah. Um... Um, Barry is actually taking to the dogs who haven't had a proper meal in a little while and is giving them good berries. Um, Are those safe for dogs? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they're dog safe. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For at least three or four hours. They taste like peanut butter. (laughs) Just like my berries. (laughs) Stop 
The tilly can go peanut butter on your sack. Stop telling me how to raise my dog. Right, take a shower. I'll just point out where the footsteps have led and where we're going and and say, uh, Master Kuspulad, are you quite finished with your um your crime lord friend there? <laughs> All right, Nantai, we got a deal? Yeah, yeah, I can make that work. All right. Yeah, we're done. Um, Nantai and I will lead the way up the mountains if there are no objections. He's coming with us. She says, through <laughs> gritted teeth, with, with a bit of an incredulous oh, tone of voice. Great. He's actually quite a good tracker. Good. I'm the best. Well, let's not get carried away. An outlaw and, and a tracker. What can't he do? She's starting to get worried about you. Juggling, apparently. <laughs> he has a terrible singing voice. <laughs> Miss Nix? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stevie, is that you? <laughs> uh, I think I need more drink. Yeah. Jesus, fucking egg. All right, so you are going to track your way up the mountain. Mm-hmm. All right, um, give me a hot, hot roll. Okay, uh, Niantai is going to do this too. Actually, he's going to assist me. Okay, and what roll are you giving me? Sounds like survival. Okay. He's a ranger. What the fuck else is he rolling? Seventeen. Seventeen. Pretty good. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to switch up music to something a little more dramatic. If, by the way, Niantai assisting me becomes really abusive, just tell me I'll have him do his own role. Uh, it's fine for now. Um, this is what I want. Um, you wind your way up the mountain. The light that constitutes day, such as it is in Icewind Dale, eventually becomes a dim purple fading to a black, and soon the peak of this mountain is just a black silhouette against a um, otherwise very dark purple sky. Um, the stars come out. It'll be about six hours before the aurora appears. Um, as you are traveling up the mountain, you are having no trouble following the tracks that they led as they moved up. You are an expert tracker. The tracks were obvious enough in the snow that you can pick out the path that they are using, and from your mountaineering knowledge to determine what an equivalent mountaineer would have done in your place. Um, but something is troubling you. The wind has begun to pick up. You are hearing um, howling and screaming in the distance. Uh, I would like for you to make me a nature check. No good. Anybody trained in nature may make a nature check as well. 13 plus? That's uh, a 15. 15? What about you, Sire? Are you trained in nature? You're a druid that's not trained in nature. I forgot. <laughs> or animal handling. <laughs> I forgot that. I love what that about you. What kind of druid are you? Are you in... I'm a uh, fucking drug dealer. Are I you in goblin mode, by the way? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, he's druid, but he hasn't had his butt. He's got full goblin mode? If it's uh, screaming, can I insight to see if it's people screaming or others screaming? You, uh, yeah, you can. You, with an insight, you can determine that much. So, 16, I think, plus uh, something. God damn, I can't remember. No, it was only a 10. Um, 14. 14? With a 14, it, it it sounds like an animal, but oh, okay. it's what you... Like, have you ever heard a fisher cat scream? Oh, yeah. This sounds like that, except instead of being high-pitched and thin, like a feminine scream, would be more like if a guy on meth was screaming in the woods. Stella! Uh, <laughs> uh, 
would I be able to roll history to see if there's any legends around Calvin's Cairn that would hint at something like this? No. <laughs> no to that. All right. Um, but with your nature, you might have heard stories of um, the Yeti and the sounds that a Yeti makes. Um, and there's also a superstition that hearing a Yeti roar will... Um, well, uh, it's like a portent of a avalanche. If you hear the Yeti roar, you should look to the sky because the snows might be coming. Uh, I will relay this to Kuspalad specifically. Like, there's a Yeti screaming. There's a Yeti out here. We're at risk of avalanche. Um, not knowing that legend, I don't get the connection, but I trust your judgment on it. So I'm going to start looking around for places where it looks like a cornice or like a natural rock face that might be safer to stand and wait it out. I don't like when that sound comes from behind your screen. <laughs> it's okay. Nothing's like happening that. yet. <laughs> Una hears the screech of a Yeti and common folklore tells her that that means that an avalanche is imminent. Voicing this to Kuspulad, the experienced mountaineer, he starts looking for a outcropping or a safe place and that's when he sees the snow descending upon the mountain as the uh, snowpack splits and the ground begins to shake. What I want from everybody before we start the skill challenge is anybody who is uh, proficient in survival to raise their hands. Um, sorry, let me kick you there. All right. Uh, I am not, though. No. Okay, you put your hands I down. Probably everybody who's proficient in nature, raise your hands. Aww. You're not proficient in nature. Poor lost choices. Nature is education about it, and I've never been in an educated field. Understandable. All right. This pool of dice in the middle of the table represents an advantage that people who are experienced with this sort of thing can give to the party. You may make your roll before you determine whether or not it's a success or a failure. You can draw from that pool of dies and roll one. When like it's empty, it's empty. Advantage. But it's, it's just straight up advantage. Yeah. Um, but you have to roll it before I determine whether it's a success or a failure. All right. Okay. Uh, anybody in the party can use it, but it's being granted by Una and by Kuspalat in their experience in these matters, okay? And our inspirations also... Inspirations are viable. You can use those as well. Question. With the dice pool. Hold on. Uh, yes. Nayantai is also proficient in um, survival, specifically. Is he able to... He is. He's Fucking criminal goat, baby. Hey, is Barry proficient in survival? No. Barry is not. <laughs> Barry is a bush. Yes. I just want to know Would that make him proficient in nature? No. There's no shit. <laughs> he's a bush. Yeah. He's How best. could you not be proficient in nature if you are a nature? How could you not understand <laughs> complex human anatomy if you've been a human your whole life? <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop shitting on our bush. <laughs> that bush actually bush. likes that. That's fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe be better about here. shitting on the bush. Yeah, where have you been shitting, Coos? You. <laughs> in your sleeping Perfect. bag. <laughs> Into my open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, please stop that. It's a voluntary human centipede. Which not whatnot. Oh my god. Alright. You're on one today. We are going to start with Una and go around the table, and I'm going to tell you what skill you're rolling, okay? okay. Oh shit. Alright. I love this. I hate this, but I love this. Alright. We're starting off with perception rolls to see where the snow is coming from. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Total? That is an slightly better. That's an eleven. Are you satisfied with that result? No. <laughs> no not with that tone of voice. 
That looks better. That is a 16 on the die, so that makes it a 17, sir. Add three more, because your thing. Uh. 17 plus 3 is 20. 20, yeah. All right. All right. Plenty of the curve, thank you. Uh, you see the snow coming, probably because you were alerted from the Yeti scream, mm-hmm. and you pass. Uh, Sai, your turn to make a perception roll, sir. Guide yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna guide myself on this bad boy. All right, your guidance is used for this part of the skill challenge. Oh, God. I like that die. Jeez, that's pretty. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty right now, no, is it? No, it's, no it's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> Add that guidance to it. Um, still not good. That's a uh, seven. A seven? Are you satisfied with that? No! <laughs> Would you like to... I mean... Hey, loop this track. Should I use that or should I... I have inspiration. You know, you I'll use my inspiration, too. yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck me, it says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put you down for failure, Dave. How's that sound? <laughs> that works. <laughs> Failure, party of six, failure, party of six. <laughs> oh, Dave. I loved your character. <laughs> Zev, make me a perception roll, please. Make it spicy. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Are you satisfied with that? Yeah. All right. I'm not going to tell you whether you succeeded or failed. It's in the way. Oh, so I could have succeeded? Now. What's that? So that could succeed, guys. You could have succeeded. Could've we don't succeeded. know yet. Yeah. Yeah. He literally said, I'm going to mark that down as a failure, though. <laughs> yeah, when, so... you're, when your dice says, fuck me, I, I think that <laughs> telegraphs everything it needs to do. Uh, Nikolai, it is your turn. Perception, sir. Silent look. Do you want one of these? Um, There's three left. Yeah, give me one of those. All right. Take your pick. Which one's your favorite? Or the one I fucking reached at. <laughs> That's a six. Six. Uh, better. That's just fucking apropos. There you go. All right. Nikolai is just the load. He's a heavy boy. And you said you're not good at mountains. Yep. He All right. He's out of his element. Havu, perception. perception. Oh, that landed on a weird angle. I'm going to roll that again. That's a t- 12. 12? Are you satisfied with that? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. I'll leave. 17, I'll keep it. Okay. Um... Alerted by Una and by Kuspalad, you look up and you see the snow coming. Some of you are caught flat-footed while the rest of you realize what's going on and you start hastening your pace. Um, you can see on the path you're on, uh, gauging the width of this falling shelf of snow, that you might be able to outrun it. If only you can increase your pace. Um, so what I'd like is for Una, who sees the snow coming, to give me an acrobatics check. Acrobatics, you say? Acrobatics check. Oh. I'm going to use my inspiration. Acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 21. Yes. 21. All right. Uh, Sai, uh, acrobatics as you try to outrun the, the snow. Uh, let's see. 11. Okay. Are you satisfied with that? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Zev, acrobatics. 20. 20. Oh. Are you satisfied with that? Nibbly yeah. bimbly. Nicolau. I'm so fucked. Oh no, you're acrobatic. Cows are known for their nimbleness. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a documentary called Kung Pao Under the Fist. Uh, 11. 11, are you satisfied with that? Might as well be. Okay. <laughs> I have a minus one on that alien. Acrobatics? Yes. Uh, that's a 13. 13, are you satisfied with that? I'll take it. 13 total? Yeah. Alright. Can I fish for a bonus or advantage using my mobile feet? 
I'm going to say yes because it's strictly very niche appropriate here. So yeah, I'll let you roll with advantage. Actually, you know what? Uh, not advantage, um, but you get like a plus two. On Sounds good. One. Yep. Advantage seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's a total of ten. I'm using a copy of the die. All right. <laughs> that is still a total of ten. I guess I'm stuck with it. Okay. Um, so far. Including your plus two. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. As you are sprinting, trying to get away from this freight train of snow that's coming down the mountain, you feel like with one final leap you can get clear of the snow. Una, I'd like you to make an athletics check as you try and jump clear. It's the end of Mass Effect. You know what? I've gotten... Oh! 13? 13. 13 total. I'll take it. Alright. Sigh. 17. Alright, you satisfied with that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, athletics, please, Zev. Uh, why do you hurt me like this? Because I really just like to see my friends suffer. Yeah. Could I get, uh, could I fish for a small bonus uh, based on the fact that rogues have that, you know, bonus action move thing? And mm, That would have been more appropriate last skill. Probably. Um, but since you didn't ask for it then, I'll give it to you now. I yeah, it I, could use, I, could use, I could use every little bit for Best this. DM ever. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, with that bonus, that's a grand total of 16. All right, I raised the difficulty, so you feel like... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Nicola. This will be fucking enjoyable. <laughs> oh, 17. Okay. You satisfied with that? Yeah. All right. Pavu? Oh, that's going to be a 22, uh, 22 dog. I'm good. All right. And Kus Blood. Would you love me to cast Longstrider for a success? No, that would have been more appropriate last time. I already gave you a, yep, a I bone. figured. All right. He's got to finish for it, though. Yeah, I understand. I got to try. I would have done the same thing. 14? I'm going to roll with that. All right. 